Welcome to the bullpen. All right, he's back. We have Andrew Donaldson, commentator, Young Voices, uh, conservative radio host and editor of Ordinary Times Magazine and a widely published writer. Andrew, good day, welcome. Great to be back with you, sir, appreciate it. I appreciate you. We're gonna chop it up about two things. One, I wanted to get your opinion about the latest vote where it looks like Republicans decided to snub veterans as it relates to basically expanding medical care for something that they have experienced. And then second, if we get to it, have enough time, we'll talk about the January 6th committee and their issuing of subpoenas to powerful people. I don't want to presume what you know or believe about those topics. So give us your sentiment, I will then opine. Sure, let's start with the PAC Act or the burn pit legislation, which has been called, although that's only one small part of it. There's a lot of other important stuff in here. Let me say up front, yeah, there's some bloat in this bill. Every bill that passes Congress, let's all be grown folk adult here, they always slide bloat in. If you're one of those small government people, I understand our physical house ain't in order. This is not the hill to fight that battle on. I don't believe things happen in a vacuum. I think they happen in a sequence. If you take the sequence of events that happened in the United States Senate over the 24 hour period prior, I think it's pretty clear that this might have involved having a bit of a hissy fit over the events of the day on top of everything else because this bill passed pretty easily earlier. And again, that 400 billion number they're throwing around, they're not even debating the funding. They're just debating whether it's discretionary or mandatory funding. They're not even saying don't fund it. This seems pretty petty in the grand scheme of things. I know that's a big number, but when you look at the things in this bill, not just the burn pit stuff, which we've been waiting almost 20 years, not just for the care of it, but to get some official recognition of it, which is really, really important. But also, because this has a lot of the, the people were talking about the payments and the employee benefits, a lot of that's going to the rural gap cover that the VA has a massive problem with. It's maybe not even a great bill, it's maybe not even a good bill, but nothing's a whole lot worse and I'd rather have you know something imperfect here and get some help to these folks. I understand it's Leviathan, but until you replace it, you gotta feed Leviathan and fund these folks. And I'm one of them, so I'm not even gonna pretend I'm not biased about this, sir. Let's talk about the reality of what just happened. Um, I have family members that have served. Um, I don't have to agree with each war to understand we need to take care of the warriors that have gone out and fought. Uh, they should be provided proper medical treatment, whatever they need, in my opinion. I also work with a group called Black Veterans Helping Veterans right here in the state of Georgia. Now, this is really interesting because I'm going to break down the numbers here. You literally had this bill passed the Senate back in June. 84 to 14. Yes. Overwhelming. That's your filibuster proof. More than 60 senators said we support it. It went minor changes, some minor changes. The issues that the Republicans have now were in the bill the first time it passed, by the way. So it passed in June 84 to 14, significantly bipartisan. It comes back for another vote. This is the Sergeant First Class, First Class Heath Robinson honoring our promise to address Comprehensive Toxics Act. Or the PACT Act, it is known as. So it comes back. The individuals who voted for it the first time decided not to vote for it a second time. And then when you look at who, my dear brother, 100% of them are Republicans. So all the Democrats voted to support the veterans here. Many of the Republicans came back to support the veterans. But the ones who did not, the ones who decided to say no, 100% of them, 
are conservatives. And then when you look at their reasoning, because some of them decided to provide explanation on the record. Some of them said, well, it's just too much spending. Um, the uh, 400 million they are uncomfortable with. By the way, remember, they already voted for this. Mm. So I got, I got to ask you this question, man. It can't be what they're saying it is about. I know you kind of tackled the numbers of this and you're right. There's always going to be some bloviation uh, as it relates to these types of bills. It's actually not excessive when you compare it to other bills. So what is this really about? Why did these Republican senators who voted affirmative to this bill the first time decide to do an about face roughly a month later and vote against the same legislation? Yeah, an important context here. This was a procedural vote, so it's even more petty. It's not like yeah, this was the final true. thing. I think it's really important to bring up what this is because several of them came out on the floor right afterwards and said, "Oh no, we'll still try to pass something later on." It's like, well, wait a minute. Why don't you just do the fix instead of doing this shot show of it? And I know they're going to try to have the politics of it, but the whole thing just looks wrong and it feels wrong. We both cover politics. We know what happened over the last two days in the United States Senate. Everything has been thrown in a little bit of disarray because of the new legislation brought forward. Uh, the mansion deal kind of threw everything for a loop. It's a rare outflanking of cocaine Mitch and his buddies where they kind of got caught flat footed. I really do believe and if I'm wrong, I'll apologize later. And if next week they pass this bill clean, I'll apologize again. Right now it looks like they just threw a hissy fit, frankly. I don't have a better explanation for it because the numbers don't matter. 400 billion, I know that's a big number. We may have PPP fraud from the COVID bills that amount to that much money. In the grand scheme of things, yeah, it's a lot of money. But when you look at, let's let's have some real context here. The VA is the second largest department of the United States government and third is a long distance off. The VA healthcare system is the largest integrated healthcare system in America. And it takes all that bureaucracy, all that work, all that funding to take care of only 15 million veterans and only 9 million of them are in the healthcare system. Yeah, it's a big ungangly beast. But again, I'm gonna say this again because I do wanna have accountable government and accountability is a big problem here. But until you replace it with something else, you have a moral obligation to continue to feed the beast until you replace it with something else. Doing it for a petty reason, which is the only answer I have here, petty political reason, I find it unacceptable. You know, you and I agree 100% on this. Um, I wanna highlight some humanity that's part of this. A veteran died in 2020 from lung cancer. Uh, which he blamed on burn pit exposure. <clears throat> You've had multiple individuals who have now been diagnosed uh, with cancer. Um, they are, uh, the diagnosis goes from brain cancer to other forms of cancer. And this <clears throat> bill um, seeks to address, provide money, provide a focus uh, to remedy that. Now, I've said this for years, brother. Uh, elected officials are really in the business, supposedly, of creating solution. That's what they are supposed to do. There's a clear cut problem which requires an absolute solution. So you're saying that they kind of threw a fit, right? And I gotta tell you, man, this was a shocker to veteran advocacy groups. Yeah, it was. It was a shocker. Tell me why you think uh, veterans at this point should even consider voting for Republicans that decided not to vote for them. Well, we know uh, human nature, very few people are single voter issues, so there'll be other things. We also have the modern VA as it has existed since the 1930s. We have long decades of evidence that there's very little political punishment 
for not taking care of the VA healthcare system. That's just fact, like any metric you wanna use. And we also know that money alone isn't gonna fix it. Nobody wants to be accountable for this beast. We've gone, this thing has gone from too big to fail to too big to function at the exact same time. That's an amazing parallel to, to achieve. I don't have all the answers to this, but to your point, why would you vote for this? The VA has been a bipartisan mess, both parties have a hand in this. But when you do something this petty, when you do something this out of the clear blue sky that nobody was really expecting. And then when you have the reaction to it, it was like, well, we'll just pass the bill next week. And I'm looking at this legislative calendar where you've got Build Back Mansion and all this other mm -hmm. stuff. They already didn't have enough time to get everything done. Now they just added about 10 more things to it. I'm very skeptical this gets dealt with. I'm getting a little bit tired of our government. Let me just be blunt here. I'm getting a little bit tired of the government coming out and saying, would you please die quicker and quieter and a little less expensive because it's a little inconvenient to the legislative calendar. I get it, again, I'm gonna repeat myself because this needs to get drove home. I get that there's waste and abuse in there. It's an ungangly system till you give something else, but it's all we have. And a lot of these veterans are institutionalized into the VA healthcare system with nowhere else to go. Part of this funding was that rural thing because there is no community care in these rural communities to stop them off on. This needs to be fixed, but it's not gonna get fixed because it's a generational fix. Until then, I know it's a bad beast. You still gotta feed the beast and take care of these people. The 400 billion that you're referring to is over 10 years, a 10 year period of time. And what they did is they switched it from discretionary to mandatory. That was the big issue, yes. which which seems to be kind of a distinction without a difference when it comes down to actual politics and the way money moves in DC. John Stewart came out, who who is an advocate for the veteran community. He came out and he said, if this is your America first policy, then America is effed. What are your thoughts about what John Stewart said? Yeah, and I appreciate his advocacy, but I also know a lot of people pay attention to just that and not some of the underlying issues as well. Um, and I appreciate his advocacy, I really do. There is a thing in America, and we saw this with other things. We saw it with the NFL protests. We saw it with the debate we're having over patriotism with far right elements where we have to kind of claim back what our flag means and what our national anthem means and things like this. There's this thing in America and I cannot explain it. I love my country, I serve my country. I would do it again even with all the things that have come with it. There is something in our national consciousness that's broke that we support our troops, but there's this magic force field at the front door of VA healthcare facilities where all of a sudden we stop caring. Again, let me go back to that stat, nine million people in the VA healthcare system. System. But that's an insular healthcare system that's out of sight, out of mind to most Americans. They don't even know it's there, even though it's a huge part of the government they're having to fund. I don't know if that's part of the issue. I don't know if we're not advocating right. I know we have decades and decades and decades of the same problem. I don't see a cure coming on the horizon because I don't see enough give a damn, which is the key fundamental issue of trying to solve something like this. Every single politician, every single one of them, they run for Senate, they run for House. Uh, rough of governor, they always run pro-military, pro-veteran, yep. pro-taking care of our veterans. Um, they have advocacy groups, uh, sometimes they support them, sometimes uh, they don't. But everybody says we gotta take care of veterans. I have not seen a more universal theme, a more bipartisan theme not be tackled yeah. really by any party once they get into office. Some make strive, sometimes they change leadership, but it seems as if the culture remains the same and I've had my dealings with the VA as an advocate advocating for veterans right here in the state of Georgia where we've had to call them out right here in this state because they refuse to be responsive in an appropriate way. Why do you think both sides of the political aisle, why do they get this part wrong routinely? 
Um, because again, there's no political backlash to keep them from being on the right path for it. And I don't know why that is, you'd think there would be. This is a layup, this is a political layup for both parties, just take care of it. You'd get all the credit in the world, there's no real downside. Nobody's gonna complain about spending money on vets. I don't have an answer for you, I wish I did, there should be one. It's such a bad problem and it's such a huge problem. I don't think we can even get our head around it anymore. And now it's just kind of inertia, isn't that yeah. a sad testimony? Andrew, and I gotta say this brother, all right? I know you're not a single issue voter, but in this situation where the stakes are pretty high, 100% of Democrats voted for it. And those that voted against it were 100% Republicans. All right, I just want you to marinate on that. You may want to consider changing your political ideology at some point when you look at the values that you represent and the values that are being voted on in DC. Uh, always a pleasure, brother, having you on the show. Tell people how they can follow you and check out your work. Yeah, we uh, at ordinary-times.com, we have very talented people all across the spectrum there. Heard Tell Show, that's our program. We try to do really good work. We should have a Dr. Rashid Ritchie sighting. That'll really cross some streams <laughs> up. We'd love to have you anytime, sir. Uh, all the major podcasting platforms, YouTube, Facebook. Come join us, Grown Folk Talk, no yelling, just discussions of important stuff. And I always appreciate your time, sir, really appreciate it. Always appreciate you uh, and the content. I check you out sometimes, dear brother, and I would love well, to you. be on the program as well. We'll make sure that happens. Okay.